ですか The British King of Stop it! Stop it now! Bend your knees, peasants! What have I created, listeners? I do the peasants are revolting! Some of us get to do multiple podcasts every week because of our celebrity, don't we, Richard? Just because of our celebrity. Man, that's got to feel great doing multiple podcasts every week. Well, it was not planned. Uh, I got to tell you, when I looked at the diary, which was empty, I just said yes to everything. And what that has ended up in is seven podcasts within seven days. So I apologize, listeners of podcasts everywhere who can hear me wittering on about some old stuff or other on various shows. But hey, who do you think you are? Me? I'm the one that does all the podcasting around here. What's going on? It's been an interesting week. Um, and actually, speaking of the King of Fuzz pronunciation, I I hopped on to Instagram this weekend to watch Marcus Reeves do a little live stream because I was kind of pottering about with a little hobby on my desk uh, that wasn't um, building a pedal. And I thought, what better to have in the back background than someone actually kind of making pedals? Um, I found it really interesting to watch. The guy knows his components. I'm just going to say that. Uh, mm -hmm. But he did also announce, oh, we've got Richard Oliver watching. That's the British King of Fuzz. And he then made <laughs> the noise. And it now it's going to follow me everywhere, I feel. Everywhere. Um, everywhere. Yeah. Kind of like that guy who paid for a mariachi band to follow his dad what, around. Is Brian taking a picture of a ghost? Like, What's he doing right now? A ghost? No. Yeah, you look like you were like, oh, I gotta catch this specter in the corner before I get <laughs> it flees. <laughs> or something. I don't know. A mouse? A ma um, the Martinsville mouse? I don't know what it what it was. Could have been anything. The, the Martinsville mouse sounds like the name of a really bad burglar. Like, <laughs> just, it, it sounds like like, like a uh, you know a basketball team or something. I, I like Richard's mouse. I like I like Richard's idea. The Martinsville mouse is just a small man who comes in through your window and steals your cheese and nothing else. <laughs> Wait, that could I be mean, me. He, he would struggle in, in Brian's house because all Brian would have is cheese-flavored yogurt substitute. Rats! <laughs> Peanut butter again! I mean, that, that does take us straight on to uh, a mouse-based conversation that I, I picked up on another uh, podcast, but you are aware, Bri, that um, the Steamboat Willie incarnation of Mickey Mouse is now out of copyright, right? You're looking at me as if I've just said a What the hell word. are you talking about? <laughs> are well, you, you know aware? what copyright is. You've infringed on it a few times. You know what it is. I'm, I'm well aware of what <laughs> yeah. copyright is. Oh, yeah. Right. And trademarks. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are you aware of the character Mickey Mouse. It's not a uh, trick yeah, question. Yeah, I love his theme parks. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. his theme so parks are amazing. One of the first cartoons he appeared in was called Steamboat Willie. In fact, I think it is actually the first cartoon he appeared in, if mm -hmm. my cartoon so. history is correct. That yep. is now out of copyright because it is over 100 years ago or whatever it is in your country. I think it is 80 years. Is it? It's over 100 or 80, I forget. Um, whatever. Which means that you are now free to make a pedal using the graphic of the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse, as long as you don't refer to him as Mickey or the mouse or anything like that. Uh, Chipson immediately made a, a mouse pedal. Um, Brian's thinking about it quite seriously, I think. I'm drawing schematics for it right now. Right. It looks mm -hmm. just like a rat, though. Well, it doesn't. It's smaller. Yeah, it? yeah. It can also... Obviously, that's the thing to do if you're going to make a pedal called the mouse or something. It's going to be a rat clone, right? Well, it's not going to be like... Ch Chibson beat us too. drive or something. Not, not for the first time ever. Chibson are ahead of the game. They immediately put a... Um, they put a mouse uh, meme out. And then they also linked to... Um, and I say they, he. Um, uh, they linked to... Um, I said it again. A little documentary he made called uh, Dan O'Neill and the Air Pirates, which is Dude. about mm -hmm. like some famous piece 
of comic book rebellion that I did not know about, and I love it. it I, I thought that was really cool. So shout out to Chibson for that one, and I'll come back to them later. But what do you know about it, Blake? Uh, I know that when he came on Tone Mob, we talked about a lot of things, and one of them is the fact that a lot of this Chibson stuff is, I mean, he likes doing it, obviously, and he has fun with it, but some of it, or a lot of it, has to do with him wanting to make documentaries and building uh, people to an audience to push to his documentaries at some point. So well, he's it's done pretty, it. he's got all kinds of different ideas for different docs he's wanted to work on and has worked on and is working on. And there's one, I of mean, them, so he is a very talented guy. There is absolutely yeah. no doubt about it. Uh, his memes are like second to none. And I'll come on to the, to one of those in a sec. But th- that documentary was really interesting and really well done. And I will now be subscribing to his channel to look out for more of those. So if you mm-hmm. follow any of the chips and stuff, then go check out his channel on YouTube. You'll be surprised at some of the stuff he does for sure. Um, yeah, I think I you that. will. Yeah. Great. Um, but yeah, I do want to, this is a perfect segue, Richard. I know where you're going with this. And I thought the whole internet thought, and you probably did too, about the new Schechter release. Brian, did you see this? I did not see it, no. Brian, I would like you to go to the document and just scroll down to uh, the first large pink image you see, please. And tell Exhibit me if a, that does lad. or does not look... Does Wait, are does you talking look, about the Machine Gun Kelly thing? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Does that look like an official product release, or does that look like a Chibson post? That looks like a Chibson post. Yeah, that's an official product release from Schechter. Nah. Yeah. Nah. That's a that's a real that's, that's a real, a real guitar. Don't Brian. believe it. That mm-hmm. is not some mock up. That's a real guitar. I don't believe it. And okay. Uh, and me Would and you like Richard to take and everyone else with actual money because <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to take we, you. On. We all thought. It was a Chibson post, and there's like 400 comments on the post saying, like, I thought this was a Chibson post. I thought this was a Chibson post. Did anybody else think this was a Chibson post? Because it looks exactly like a Chibson post. I was going to say, you post. have a Chibson post underneath it with the same exact background now. Which he released within four hours of me oh, seeing okay. Okay, the so first one, after. right? Okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, okay. His one's even better. It's even funnier <laughs> because he actually <laughs> completely, in the time frame he had, came up with puns that any dad joke aficionado would be proud of, right? <laughs> that is really funny. Stubble trouble. Stubble <laughs> trouble. So we didn't actually re- uh, mention, since this is an audio <laughs> podcast, the Machine Gun Kelly release. Now, I actually liked his first signature, the pink kind of telly style guitar. I thought that Nothing was Nothing wrong with that, yeah. But, um, but this one is shaped like a razor blade. Um, is that problematic? You know, the, do we think is that is that encouraging drug use? Is that uh, not it's good for definitely self harm? Well, it's it's kind of a weird thing. Like the razor blade became kind of a, a an image in punk rock stuff. I would argue probably because of its drug connotations. Sure, um, but it did People kind of become a standalone to, um, thing chop up lines of marijuana to smoke. Is that correct? Yeah, um, no, 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 no. They, they, they chop snort up, the marijuana. Uh, they snort the marijuana and they eat the cocaine, is my oh. understanding. Yeah. Fiends. Mm-hmm. I thought All that of them. we used razor blades to cut our coffee beans so, instead of grinding them. Like I mean, you probably more do. Efficient. That's how we do it in Portland. Oh. Um, I don't know if it, <laughs> everywhere does it like that. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. It, as some people did think, yes, it might be problematic. It's, I mean, par for the course for MGK, you know, he's, he, he likes the controversy and I don't think this is probably overly like you could certainly make worse guitar shapes as far as, you know, courting controversy goes. So it's probably fairly tame. We've seen, what we've seen. Be, gu- what would be the most controversial guitar shape? I think I could answer that question. I think the emblem of a certain government in 1940s Germany would probably yeah, I think make that would be the pr- most yes. controversial that would be shape. One, Yeah, I was thinking the time that we talked about, there was a phallic-shaped guitar that we talked about. At There's one a week. few of those wang yeah. casters out there. Mm-hmm. I said mm-hmm. wang. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think you nailed it, Richard, though. I do believe 
That would be the most that, controversial. Yeah, yeah, that probably would beat the Felic one. Yeah, yeah those. Yeah. That that's the um. Uh, if everybody remembers this story, the, uh, the the thing you're referencing. Also, I I just thought they were spicy plus signs and used them on my <laughs> second grade math homework and uh, didn't it's know what I was doing. Plus. Yeah. Wow. That was you're a so, that was an awkward moment for me as a and as your a parents, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, as, especially considering I was platinum blonde at the time. So um, yeah, weird. All over. Did, did you have a beard though? I'm imagining even at age twelve you had a beard. You probably did have a beard back then, but not I, a mustache. I couldn't grow hardly any facial hair until like my late twenties. Really? So, yeah. Wow. That's Puberty a problem I would have liked to have had. Like, uh, well, I'm so, very, I'm very smooth. What do you think mm. of this, Bri? How are you like? Um, I'm the not razor really big guitar? on facial hair myself. I just don't look right with it. But, mm-hmm. I mean. I'm talking about the guitar doofus. Oh, oh! I thought you were talking about facial hair. Okay, Wait, okay, what, okay. what guitar doofus? That's us. That's all of us. <laughs> I am not a fan. Um, one. Okay, so it's a razor blade. I don't want a guitar shaped like a razor blade. I have no interest in Machine Gun Kelly whatsoever. Uh, no disrespect, just not interested. Um, yeah, no thanks. It doesn't look like a Telly. Doesn't look like a Gibson. And it fails the two Wampler test. It's not a strap. <laughs> telling her. Let's power back. Yeah, they would have. There were no other guitars right. back then. Look, let, let me calm you it's down. Not even a, something exotic like a 335. You know? Oh, you, a, do you have a good point? Mm-hmm. 335s. I still need to get a jazz master. I've got to get a jazz Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then we are going to talk about that right now because I, um, okay. I, I assume a listener of the show. Uh, sent me a message on Instagram saying, forget Jazz Masters, look at G&L Doheny's, which I don't know whether I've said it correctly, but it's essentially the G&L Jazz Master. But it has All right. a Stratocaster tremolo system in it and better pickups by all accounts uh, if you're buying the... Uh, kind of top-end Fullerton <laughs> Deluxe version, I guess. Well, here's the thing. If I want a Jazzmaster, I don't want the Strat style trim. I want the Jazzmaster style trim. Yeah, and that—that's the conundrum I have. This, to me, this looks better than when I've seen special edition Fender Jazzmasters with a Fender Strat type trim on there. Like I think they've done that for a couple of the Japanese special editions and whatnot, crafted in Japan series. So. Mm-hmm. I think the proportions on the GNL look better with it, but I am also curious to try the classic Jazzmaster tremolo because I've never tried one. Um, well, I can comment on that a little bit, and I think I've talked about it on this show before. So my first experience with that was on my Roni Oceano, which is not a Jazzmaster, but like kind of an offset-ish guitar. Um, and that I got the Mastery trim and bridge on it. And I love it. Um, when I had my Carmine street jazz master made, I said, Hey, you know what? Just throw me the classic jazz master setup on it because I've never lived with that. And I want to have some experience with it. And while I know it can be set up to work well, um, uh, and I've played vintage examples that were really, really nice. I wish I would have had them put the mastery on it. Interesting. Um, because it's just a little, it's just more stable. I don't have to think about it so much. Um, and uh, I, I know, I know they can be made to work. Uh, Mike Adams, Pusheen uh, on Instagram and, and YouTube and all that has lots of tips to getting a classic Jazzmaster trim set up to work uh, and to work well. But um, yeah, I kind of wish I had a, a mastery set up on this, to be honest, or a descendant, a descendant with a, like a, that, that one I want to try too. Um, but it's not impossible to make them work well. I just, I, I think part of the vibe of a jazz master comes from having all the strings behind the bridge. You know, I think there, there's something to how that makes everything just resonate and vibe. Plus you can play back there if you want to get weird. Too jazzy jazzy for me. (laughs) How is it mastery enough though for you? I don't know. Hmm. I, I, I see Brian's head is glowing red right now. I'm assuming that in the moment where we were talking, uh, 
he has read a horrific email and is currently planning to vacate the country and move to an island close to St. Martin's. Am I correct? Uh, it actually reminded me of something I completely dropped the ball on. <laughs> okay. Uh, completely dropped the ball on. My Christmas okay. bonus? What? We give bonuses out for Christmas? <laughs> for what? For, like, for free? No, a nice thing. If you no. wanted a bonus, you should have worked harder, lad. Now you get want, back in the mind. You want a bonus? Work harder over Christmas. You'll mm-hmm. make more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a bonus. Please, Mr. Scrooge. My family's starving to death. Please. Work harder. Okay, I'm missing my toes. <laughs> you don't need toes. No. There, okay. there was a um <clears throat> I, I read a very good post earlier. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wait, hold on. Wait, yes. hold on. Wait, Richard, yes. pause. What did Brian drop the ball on? Yes. <laughs> well, first of all, let, let's take it to a tangent. A Christmas Carol is really the tale of how the only way you can get very rich people to act normally is by bullying them and frightening them. I'm just going to let you know that. Think on that one. Capitalist friends. I would argue that's the only way you can get anyone to do anything. Yeah, but that's, that's why the, 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 sti- the carrot and the stick, right? Mm-hmm. What? Dangle something shiny in front of a person and hit him in the back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think you're yeah. supposed to do both at the same time. What is what? it you for- part of the fun? What did you drop the ball on, Bry? I cannot say on the, oh. on the air, quote unquote. Oh. Okay. Let's oh. just say that Secrets. there was an opportunity that someone approached us about that I completely Secrets. dropped the ball on. Oh, oh, is that what is is that what's in our text thread? This is great yeah. podcasting. Yeah. Well, you should really talk to us about that as soon as we we're going to make this episode short. All right, see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> no. So anyway, uh, it basically Bri- says. Uh, Someone wants to make guitars for us. And um, I forgot to respond back with, here's my address. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah sure, that's a, that seems like something you should <laughs> probably have relayed. I mean, these are, I think my These are goal, problems of too many Germanium Tumnus emails. <laughs> I think my goal for 2024 <laughs> is very much to say to all, you know, uh, budding luthiers, amp builders, pedal builders, send me your gear and I will review it live on air. And if it's good, I might even include it in my new blogs. I've written Friends, a blog. Friends, builders, luthiers, send me your gear. Is that what you're trying to say? That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. That, would make a, that would make a witty cartoon in a trade publication. I think we should make it so, Blake. <laughs> what mm-hmm. trade publication should we go for? Instagram. Plumber's World. Oh, okay. <laughs> Plumber's World, yes. Plumber's World. Do the plumbers have their own magazine? I assume Surely so. There's, a, I mean, there's, yeah, there's like plumbing conventions, right? So, I know some plumbers. I'll ask them. Yeah. I wonder what their <laughs> name. I wonder if their name is as entertaining as ours. You know that that is an interesting thing because Nam is coming up. In fact, as we drop this, it'll be the week after this episode airs. I believe is that mathing correctly? Uh, Your math is something like that. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, every I think every industry that is I guess you could say hobby or passion or interest driven has a name it seems like there's there's the SEMA show for cars like aftermarket stuff there's the Arnold for the lifting world there's all kinds of stuff a uh, shot show for firearms like like and those are just ones that I know there's the shot show there's mm-hmm. the, there's the Wampler one which is called a sh- different kind of show <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure someone has called me the short show before. At least I think that's what they called me. I, I don't think that's the right vowel, though. I think oh. it's a different vowel in that first oh. one. A different vowel? Are we <laughs> back at the SEMA convention? No, 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 I can no, tell no. you, I've been, to, um, I've been to insurance technology trade shows, and they are probably the dullest of all shows. And so I the can't imagine why. Well, the byproduct of it is everybody there. Like, if you think... Like truckers can drink, right? Insurance people can drink. So if you go to like an insurance trade show, it's just the biggest collection 
of rich drunkards you've ever found. Um, and well, I because what else is there to do at an insurance <laughs> trade show? Exactly. No, like, no please... one is selling insurance for a hobby on the weekend. <laughs> like, please yeah. look at this new software. It will tell us how to deny the poor's it, coverage. Exactly. <laughs> just, just imagine all the people who are ill, we can now deny them as well. It's great. Mm-hmm. We can make a lot more money. Yeah, I wonder that. why I'm drinking straight <laughs> vodka 24-7. Hmm. Yeah. It's like my I, soul well, is I, empty and crushed. I have it's an idea. Let's charge people money to cover them for health problems, and when they have health problems, not cover them. That'd be great for business. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I you love know, your country great. so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm generally talking auto insurance, uh, but sure. We'll throw health insurance Oh, hey, we love to deny those people, too. Yeah, you oh, yeah, you yeah, have a legitimate yeah. claim? Yeah. Oh, they're the king of denial. <laughs> oh, you hit someone. Oh, we dropped your coverage right before. It's crazy. <laughs> I had an insurance adjuster come out after I got rear-ended and tell me that my taillight wasn't part of the damage because it had, like, a pine needle in it. Huh? He's like, you backed into a tree. I was like... <laughs> I was like, I was like, I showed him where I'm like, I'm parked under trees. It was a, it was, I, we, we about had. I was going to say, did you wrestle him down and get him in a full Nelson or what? We had an altercation. Let's just put it that way. And, and we ended up figuring out that I didn't run into a tree. (laughs) (laughs) He Mm -hmm. he paid you money, apologized, (laughs) left your land very promptly. It was, uh, it was quite the thing. Yeah. Um, So let me, let me calm you down, Bri. Have you seen... This 1952 Fender Telecaster that's coming up for auction very shortly. Well, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, it's beaten up, and I don't think that's the original finish. But do I care? Yeah, it's not the original finish. No, I think that Which was probably... now means it's not worth anything. It's really, it's not worth money. <laughs> um, so I, if I you're, would, if I you're listening... Hands, yeah, if you're listening, uh, auctioneers at Gardiner Hallgate down in... Um, Wiltshire, I guess that's where you are. Uh, This guitar is worthless because it hasn't got the original finish, and you need to send it to us, all of us, one each. Absolutely, replicate it somehow. Kind of a piece of junk now. I mean, I think it's pretty well known in the guitar world that fifty-two Blackguard Tellys just are not very valuable. No, especially yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. the whole thing is ruined without the original finish. It's 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 basically yeah, Uh total junk. Mm -hmm. But I mean. I collect delis. I guess I t- I could probably fix it up, make something out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'd make it work. Maybe. Yeah, you know? I think that's a good idea, Brian. Maybe throw a B bender in it, you know, because it ain't worth anything. <laughs> EMG noises yeah, pick up. Definitely just hog the back out with <laughs> <Yeah>. the router. <laughs> <laughs> Got my boss router in here. Just going to take some wood out of this fifty-two deli. Yeah, we're just going to go ahead and remove some of this. <laughs> I mean, I guess over time, though, the, the wood must change properties. It must dry out slowly over years and become slightly lighter, I guess. Is that the It thing? does, actually. The pores of the wood actually change over time due to the constant flux of humidity, dryness, humidity, dryness. And That's just yours because you live in Martinsville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we also call that barn guitars. <laughs> As we said, up, not worth up. anything. Not worth anything at that point. So, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead and send it. Well, to I mean, it, I, I just wonder what vintage. I just want the guitar. That's all I want. I don't wonder anything. I just want that guitar because I don't have anything. I mean, that's a seventy-two-year-old guitar. Beautiful. Um, let me let me do the math here, Richard. <laughs> I don't think it's seventy-two. Let's see. We got it's the two thousand twenty-four. Yeah. Minus uh-huh. 1952. That gives us the 72. <laughs> Told you you were wrong. <laughs> Told you. Told you. Why didn't you listen to me in the first Dumb place? Ass. Yeah. That's Whoa, old, that's weird. That's old. That is old. Uh, my, my junior's only three years newer than that. I hadn't thought about that until just now. That guitar is a papaw or a mammal. Your that's, guitar would yeah. qualify for a free bus pass if it was over here. You know? So... <laughs> yeah. Senior so bring it. it. So yeah. bring it when I go there and I can get a free bus pass. Bring it and you can get a free bus pass if you give it to me. I'll give you a free bus pass for your uh, <laughs> 1955 guitars. Um, mm. It is a beauty, though. I wonder what it's going to go for. Uh, you know, probably twenty thousand dollars. 
That? Uh, 52, I, I think I more than that. Know, I, I think it's I, been going I, for I a lot more than that. I think $25,000. I'm thinking this is going for at least £20,000. Without uh, the, the correct paint? But it's a black guard, and it has yes. those original 52 pickups in it, I believe. I haven't looked at the specs. The, the specs aren't out yet. They've just posted the picture. But this is the most reputable single guitar specialist in the UK for auctions. Um, so I shall be watching that in March, Bry. Let's you, see. Let's see what old, old Reverb.com has going on here. Do they have uh, a 1952 without the correct paint on it? They they probably do, honestly. Yeah, and let's, let's, tell me how my tumness is. Uh, are, are speaking of reverb, reverb, guys, I'm having a okay, problem. Okay, here's here. a here's a fully original one with, with all the case candy that has not been refinished. For they're asking sixty nine thousand for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not being refin. There is a refin for uh, Brian's not too far off. There's a refin for twenty four. Told you. I mean, actually, that's a lot of sure, money, but that is sure, less than my Brian's twenty than my twenty five. Sure, why not? You didn't say twenty five, did you? I, I did afterwards. Yeah, I said about twenty thousand pounds. It works like Price is Right. If you go over it, it doesn't count. They've just started jeopardy in this country, and the host of Jeopardy is Stephen Fry, who could not be more different than is it Alex <laughs> Trebek? <laughs> who that sounds hosts. like a good time. That's that sounds like good. fun. That's, that's a pretty good Jeopardy. And he sort of comes yeah. on it and it, he's all British and like that fluffy and pretty... warm about it. But um, oh, I'd like love it. to watch that. <laughs> that sounds great. like fun. The Let's absolute first question was answered and he had to say, well, I, I'm going to have to tell you that you have to answer in the form of a question. So you have to say, what is... Um, the British King of Fuzz, or whatever the answer to his question mm-hmm. was, but yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what what are you having a? <laughs> what I guess is the, media the board British is working King by. of Fuzz? <laughs> uh, um, oh yeah, that's what, what's the reverb problem you're having, Bry? I have been just jonesing for more amps. Just oh, craving tube amps. Oh, me too. Because so. My Ugh. deluxe reverb broke down on me, my PCB reissue. And I'm like, all right, I can either pull this thing apart and work on it, or now's a perfect time to really either buy or build one, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. I'm like, you know what? I don't really have the time to throw into building one, but I could probably buy one. Like, I know there's several people that, uh, like Serotone, maybe they have one. Tyler Amps, another one of my favorite. Maybe Shaw has one. But... I need a deluxe reverb, a really do, uh, good do deluxe. Do Rivera reverb. make one? No. No, I mean, I need an absolute clone. One for one mm. clone. Interesting. Hmm. If I were you, Brian, now maybe this doesn't sound as appealing, but I'm a sucker for a good silver face. What if you went a little old school and got yourself a silver face deluxe reverb? I could They're not as expensive. Uh, you know, they're still cool. I probably, I forget the exact changes. I wonder if we could put a switch on it to go from silver face to black face. Spec. A lot of people do. Do you? Okay. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't remember what the changes were. Um, I need the black face for like the Brent Mason stuff we do. Okay. Yeah. But the silver face, like I love silver faces. Yeah, they're fun. I do. Yeah. I love the I'm, band masters is what I love, but I need a deluxe reverb for Vibralux is so, what I'm yeah, after. The, is a, a silver face well. Vibralux. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the Rivera Stage Four is based on a modded deluxe reverb. Based on and yeah, yeah. but I mean yeah. it. He is the one who did the mods on those deluxe right. reverbs back but, in the day, but like, right? But when I'm like, let's say I'm designing a pedal for Brent Mason, I you've got to have an exact. So yeah. you just need. Why yeah. don't you just get a real deluxe reverb, right? That's where I'm at. Yeah, I need one. I, I I'll say it again. Why don't you just get one now? And I need one too. And that's what I'm saying. But how can I, I test the pedal for you? I'll need one too, Brian. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'd have some input on it too. Yeah. I think right, I let need me one. just uh, let me just use the company card here for three vintage luxury channels. Okay. Yeah, but I think it's fine. <laughs> I also would love you to get hold of a good Rivera amp at some time. No, the you... Riveras are great. Now, no knock against those at all. Oh, uh, such uh, good mean, amps. My, the, my problem is that I approach this completely different, not as a person that's like... No, no, I, I, I get that you, this is I for need, your I need work an amp like a, like a hammer. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I get that. But yeah. for your own personal playing around side, 
you should get a Rivera to play with the Fender Marshall, oh, yeah. uh, you know, in a box. It's a great thing. So, uh, in summary, you are buying us this 1952 guitar. Is that what you're telling uh, us? Yes. I'm just going to Venmo the money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I've been jonesing for a lot of amps, like across the sp- amp spectrum. Uh, I really, I still, I'm, I'm kind of always looking out for a decent example of a Silverface Vibrolux in my neck of the woods. But lately, like, I can't stop thinking about high gain stuff. I want the Victory Kraken V2. Yeah, that's cool too, man. Oh, I want yeah. it so bad. See, see yeah. now you know what I mean. Like, there's so many great amps out. I'm like, I just want them all. <laughs> what? You know what made me want the Kraken so bad? The Kraken pedal. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Like uh, Adrian mm-hmm. uh, Thorpey. Yep. Well, Thorpey is his company. Thorpe is his name. Uh, he did such a good job with that thing. I plug that straight into a clean amp and I'm like, I must have the real thing. This sounds so good. I got to have the real deal now. Because mm-hmm. if the if the pedal into a clean amp sounds this good, the real one must be like absurd. And I, I the I've big gotta, sellers as I've well. Gotta have it. You know, obviously that is an Anderton's affiliated brand, essentially. Wait, as I think. what? Are you <gasps> telling me I, Lee Anderton has a part of other brands? Don't Wait, tell anybody. Does Lee Anderton have companies? Don't tell anybody. Okay, oh. it's a top secret. And oh, okay. I'd, I'd get in huh. trouble, but. Yeah, they they are on prime display in that shop, and for a good reason. They are very high quality units. I would definitely They're like so cool. one. If anyone from Andertons is listening, please send me one of your lovely victory amps for me to play. Which I'm one would you for, pick? Uh, I, I'm probably with you on the Kraken, but for different reasons. Um, Ooh. Mainly aesthetic. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> but, enough. <laughs> uh, it's I'm, beautiful. I, I'm hoping to get hold of an, an Engel iron ball at some point. The, I've got oh, to try yeah. that. That has high gain and every option built in. And I it's really such want a genius idea. the new um, Soldano Astro 20, um, which is obviously a, essentially similar to my Soldano, but with an IR loader and multiple other MIDI-controlled options. And yep. 20 watts instead of 30 <clears throat> might be a good sweet spot too. I don't know. But uh, either way, I want one, and I can't get one because they sold like hotcakes. Big, expensive. I have a question for you guys, real quick. Cuboid Rev has cakes. one coming too this month. That I, uh, oh yeah, he that was on Patreon. I shouldn't spoil it. He did say it, but he 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 announced it on the Tone Mob Patreon. I don't know if he wants it fully public yet, but I'll tell you guys later. Mm. So I have a circuit question for you guys. No, oh yeah, ask us the circuit questions. That's well, great. I'm idea. not asking like how a circuit works, but it's more like <laughs> desirability. Okay. So I stumbled upon this thing where you know when you roll your volume off on a fuzz face, it gets nice and chimey. Mm-hmm. So I created a circuit that basically is just a clean version of that. It's not a fuzz face, but, but the, the impedance. That's the chimey thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this is really cool because I can put it like in a PV classic or something that's kind of darker. And then turn it on and now I got like the very chimey thing for use with the strat on the on the on the neck pickup. Mm-hmm. Is that cool? Like do you like that? Lots of people have been asking for that exact thing actually. Really? Yeah. They're like I wish I had a pedal that did the fuzz face cleanup thing but didn't get fuzzy. Which is clean. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I yeah, I stumbled A lot of people on. have asked yeah. for that over the years. I, I would okay. probably like to just add some sort of boosting to it as well though. Cuz in certain Volume songs boosting? I or game yeah. boosting, or like no, clipping boosting. just volume boosting. I'd like to oh, have a flat, yeah. But for me, there are songs that I would definitely like to be able to dial that sound in, and then just give myself an extra eight nine dBs just to kind of cut through in a really cool solo or something like that, where you're mm-hmm. hitting the Hendrixy notes. That would be awesome. I think. Really, how yeah. much would you pay for that, though? I would pay exactly $200,000 for that, Bri. <laughs> that the it doesn't seem that... like part of our regular line, ah. but as soon as you get the website done, Richard, we're going to have a little custom shop area on that here shortly. I, I thought I heard something then. It might have been, I don't know whether it was the rushing of wind. It certainly sounded like the whining of something. So uh, a long whine. <laughs> 
As soon as you get off your butt, do the website. Yeah, there it is again. That strange whiny windbaggy noise. <laughs> I mean, not to bug you on it again, but if you could get that uh, custom shop area done, like, oh sure, uh, pretty I mean, quick, that'd be great. Yeah, let's face facts. It is less than twenty-four hours since we briefed uh, on this, so it should be ready now, right? <laughs> of course. What are you talking about? I asked specifically at midnight my time last night. <laughs> um, I like the way you're. That thinking. was to give you enough time to have it done before I woke that, up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely have in my head now. Um, I have a pedal in my head. Which I I cannot. That's not think. where they go, Richard. <laughs> You're supposed to put under your feet. Well, I inject mine via via vaccines, but um, I have to make a British King of Fuzz pedal. It it has yeah. to exist. There one hundred. I'd like to know. <laughs> I doth proclaim that the British King shall have his fuzz. <laughs> I mean. It has to exist now. I've talked a good game. I have to create one. And I was thinking about it. I actually know what pedal I would make for it. Um, I was going to say, you're like throwing away perfectly good branding. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you say perfectly good. I would use other words that are frowned on now, like um, stupid, (laughs) idiotic, and (laughs) stronger variants. But I think I should... I, I, I don't know. Would our listeners... Buy uh, a British King of Fuzz if if we manufactured it, Bry. <laughs> okay, if we're going to play that game, perhaps they would buy a Martinsville goat pedal. Maybe that would be something they bought. Or... No, it would definitely be the British King of Fuzz. I think it's more likely to be a goat pedal. And then mm-hmm. I think <laughs> they might want to play some smooth jazz... And then maybe toke it up. <laughs> That's a long clip. Wow. I, I, thought, I thought you kept picking it over and over again. <laughs> no, no? I thought it's you were playing it at, at different notes. I, I thought they were different pitches for it. I was like, he's, he's loaded this into his keyboard. Uh, Brian, you've been, on the, you've been on the happy pills today, I can tell. I, I, had, a, I had a cup of coffee as we... I can tell. This. Yeah. yeah, I noticed. It yep. was a um, and I, again shout out to Marcus Reeves for supplying me with some lovely coffee over Christmas. His um, oh what is it? Is it what the fuzz? I forget. It has the word fuzz in it. He'll be shouting at his radio box right now. Uh, but it is no, really Richard, good. I told you, really good coffee. But what's really nice is if you mix it fifty fifty with my regular beans, you get a really nice caramelly dark roast. I thought you were going to say it was straight there. vodka. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you mix it with straight vodka, it gets drunk. That's what I yeah. love about it. That's what I mean. <laughs> the that best is thing my about favorite part of Christmas. I'm hammered right now. And, and, and it was ruined by the COVID. But I do have every morning, I do drink Bailey's in my coffee over Christmas. Do That's, you? Yeah. Oh, that is so dangerous. I mean, every morning? Like, it's so good. Why is it dangerous? That's the easiest way to turn into an alcoholic. Because it's, <laughs> every morning you're like, Bailey's, 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 because it's just amazing. Turn into a raging alcoholic with this one simple trick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode title. Um, I mean, Ugh. I don't think it turns me into an alcoholic, but maybe I'm wrong. But surely Bailey's doesn't count no, as no, alcohol. No, I'm saying to you, it would turn me into alcoholic because yeah, I would like. We talked about this on the on the the podcast we just did, Richard. I, I can't do it in the morning or in the afternoon, even because then I won't do anything the rest of the day. It, it does it count as day drink? It doesn't count as day drinking to me. I'm I still think waking it's, up. It's drinking during the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the morning it really day drinking. Why is it that whenever? People go to airports at like six in the morning. They think it's acceptable to go to a pub. Does that happen? I in your always country? wonder I don't how know. that. How do you? How does a person do that? How, I, I don't I mean, even want a beer at six in the morning. But no, I've done it once, and it was the, the worst flight ever. There's nothing Ugh. worse than feeling sick from alcohol abuse on a plane, going into the toilet and looking for a window to open, and realizing you are on a plane at thirty thousand feet. That's a bad feeling. 
So I will. Yeah, well, here drink. in Portland, that doesn't matter because did you see the plane that just lost its door while it had to make an emergency yeah, landing in Portland? Yeah, uh, so that's one of those. Out. Sorry about that, fellas. Our, uh, <laughs> we we had we bought some bolts from the from the Ace Hardware. It didn't fit too good. Sure, <laughs> shoot fire, boy. These is great fives. <laughs> You're supposed to at least use a grade eight. This ain't no sheer bolt. This is on the, the dead match. <laughs> and the, the door landed in like some Canadian dude's garden. And oh, really? Like, yeah. But like, if that happened over here, that would sound really impressive because that would be a severe target because gardens yeah. over here are very small. But this Canadian dude was like, yeah, in my garden, oh, I planted a forest over there. I'm like... That's not really a garden if you've got a forest in it. That's quite a lot of land. Uh, but yeah, it just popped. there's a lot of uh, there's open a lot of land. land. Yeah, and bears and other animals. Um, I don't know why I added that, but this is not good news though for the Boeing seven three seven. Canada as well. Yeah, it's uh, a seven three seven Max, isn't it? Or is it the seven? Yeah, it is the seven three seven Max because they've grounded them and now they found like loose bolts all over some of them as well. It's almost like they could have done this type of work before the problem happened. But Brian, how would you know it was a problem until you get that bird in the air? <laughs> you don't know what problems you got to. You just get it up in there and go. The Wright brothers didn't tighten all their bolts. You know, <laughs> we ain't gonna either. Sometimes it sound like Boeing just is just best. just two dudes in Martinsville. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> that would not be good. Come on, bub. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna wedge my Miller Lite can in there. It'll be just fine. Yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and tack weld that. <laughs> It'll be all right. That'll hold. I mean, it would be a fascinating genre of sci-fi. You've heard of like steampunk? We could do a Martinsvillian equivalent where everyone's riding around the air in like air tractors. And other <laughs> strange kind of like alternate world Martinsvillian uh, technology. I was thinking mm. thinking about this. So uh, I got a message, uh, Richard, from uh, our joke about the Martinsville pipe on that uh, that episode we did. Uh-oh. And, uh oh! I apologize for whatever I said. <laughs> I don't recall this. And I so. was insinuating they were like, yeah. Just so you know, Martinsville pipe's just a meth pipe. And that, I'm like, yes, that was the joke that I was. <laughs> Yes, that's what I meant. Um, uh, but I was thinking about it after I got that text. Thanks, Justin. By the way, um, we probably made Martinsville more famous than anyone else. <laughs> Even the Jingle Bells Rock guy can't hold a candle to how famous we have made the town of Martinsville, Indiana. Yeah, I'm sure everybody thinks that it's just like nothing but like meth. Nothing but just, I mean, you know how you build like a mental picture <laughs> and skater. of and people named Skeeter, right? Skater and Coyote, Coyote, yeah. And, yeah. and and I've got a very vivid uh, mental picture of Martinsville, right? What it looks like is a giant Walmart car park with a garage in one corner, and that's where Coyote hangs out. And then the rest of Martinsville is just this giant Walmart car park with like one ro- road through it. That is at no. literally no, no, no. my hold on, mental hold on. picture There's of Martinsville. There, There's a Chili's. Oh, yeah, I need to <laughs> add that in. I'll need to <laughs> And generally when people have, have garages over here where they work on cars, it's literally in like a separate garage, like an mm-hmm. old 1940s garage that's kind of been converted in, into, you know, a workspace. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just barely wide enough to fit a car in. But that's oh. for sure. I know, I know those and, kinds of shops. And there's yeah. nothing but just old parts of cars in the yard and back and back of the yard, front of the yard. Just nothing but parts, drivetrains, transmissions, wheels, and that's the typical mechanic in Martins. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, but, but see, it's handy because when you actually need the Martinsville like, mechanic, I, I have a million people I can call. Be like, you know, I, I got a bolt that came out of this transmission. It was not, you know, and he's like, I, I got you. I got like three of those. I got a bolt that came out of my Boeing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've invented a fictional criminal with the Martinsville mouse. I think with the Martinsville mechanic, we may have just invented the podcast's first ever cocktail. I think if you were to invent a cocktail, Bri, you should name it the Martinsville mechanic. It would consist of 13 shots of caffeine, 
and um, peanut butter flavored vodka. There you go. The mm-hmm. Martinsville mechanic. Yeah, I like it. Like one of those umbrellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like cigarettes, butts floating in the bottom of it. Yeah. <laughs> Classy like that. Oh, dear. Have you ever oh. drunk? I can't uh, wait. One day I'll get to Martin's cigarette butt uh, accidentally. Oh, that's like one of my worst fears. It's it's no, one of the worst things but... ever to happen to me at a party. I put my down my pint of beer, chatted to somebody, went back and picked up my can of beer, swigged it back, and only when the taste cleared did I realize I'd just swigged back an ashtray full of beer. And I was like, oh, oh. someone had been using my beer. So um, yeah, that wasn't nice. Yeah, it's the Martinsville than, uh, mechanic. A I like friend it. I know that um um. Somebody, uh, he 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 thought it was a um, he thought it was a diet coke, and uh, he was hanging out with people who chewed tobacco. Uh, just, been there, uh, oh. yeah, oh yeah, oh I, yeah. I thought been I felt there. ill before. I, n- mm, I yeah yeah that happens, yeah. That happens quite a bit out here because it looks weird. pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least at, at a quick glance. So mm. be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not quick pro tip if you're in Martinsville, don't just drink something that looks like a Coke. <laughs> Unless it's been in your sight the entire time. That's right. Unless you pop the tab on that one. There's a good I mean, question. It's going to smell like wintergreen. This is a serious it's, 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 point. That real possibility. And mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't make this serious point, and it's got really very little to do with your subject, but I, I did think of it as you're talking. Spiking of drinks is now a real problem in the UK. Like when girls go to really? clubs, too. they are Here getting too. spiked. Yeah. When I was a yeah. kid or, you know, a young adult, like we would joke about, oh, he must have had his drink spiked, but we never knew anybody who'd had their drink spiked. And now... So that seems like a good way to get like beaten to death if you somebody <laughs> sure. caught you. So yeah. Ma- Max, that used to be on this podcast at episodes up to 100, I think, he got roofied that way once. I forgot. Really? I think yeah. he told that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. if only we could figure out what episode that story was on and actually go back and listen to it. We'll have to. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of listening there. There is a lot of listening. That's a hundred hours of episodes. I can't be asked to but listen to that. I did at one point. <laughs> I don't you? remember. Does he know who did it? Was that in the story? Yes. Yes. Oh, was, really? He was with Travis, he, and Travis is, now, is, I think, uh, was, if I recall correctly. Was it Travis? I think Travis is, <laughs> no, no. It was the person that was wanting to date Travis. Did oh. not want Max around, apparently. Oh. And so, okay. said, I know, he can go so, to sleep now. Right, exactly. <laughs> he goes to sleep I think now that's, big time. I think that's a story, I may be butchering that, I'm, so don't hold me to that. Go back to the, I'm sure we talked about it. So if only we could get them. Max and Travis to confirm this, that would be... There's only one way to make that happen. There is only one way. Mm. Um, Foreshadowing. Hashtag hash brown. <laughs> oh. Come on. That's going back to some old school stuff there. They even say old school anymore. Is that a term? Sure. Yeah. Papor, is it? as you would say. Yeah. I yeah. know. You know, it's it's bad whenever you start watching and all the videos making fun of boomers, and you're like, "Hey, no, I'm kidding." <laughs> hey, I, now, <clears throat> hey, now. hey. I definitely had some music related stuff to talk about, and it's pretty oh. much all flown out. It wasn't on my notes. That's why I'm making this statement because I'm sure I meant to write down lots of things that are really important to talk about this week, and completely forgot. Because I've recorded seven shows in seven days, and my brain—I've got mush. a bigger, like a broader music-based topic, but I don't know if we have quite enough time to cover it at this juncture in the. Maybe podcast. it's something we should talk about on Patreonius. That works for me. Patronius. Expecto Patronus. <laughs> All right, so you know what we didn't discuss? What exec producers? Wonderful people. <clears throat> they're they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, brother. Past few weeks, I've just just rambled on myself. Mm-hmm. You have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Do we need somebody else? You know what? I think we, we need to flip a coin. We either need American Richard. Oh, no. Or, no, or the no, Hulkster. No, no, no. We, we haven't I had American. We had, a, we had a wrestler. We had a wrestler a few weeks ago. Didn't we? Um, we had Macho Man. Macho Man, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we haven't had. We haven't had. Kill Billy Redneck Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Rural Southern Indiana Richard. Oh, man. Or New York Richard. Or New York Richard. We had New York Richard. Yeah. We need an American Richard of some variety. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try for New, New Jersey Richard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Bates. Justin Boyark. David Tyndale, Knight Horse, Dave. T- <laughs> I went Australian there. <laughs> yeah, Dave. You switched continents there. Trombetti, Shannon Weaver, and the band reduced to rust. Eric Wilson. I can't do it. A New York accent. <laughs> the Vidar Frosted. <laughs> Michael Freer. Sean Arbo of Gun Street Warren, boy. <laughs> See, that, that, it happens. I can't help it. Rick Calhoun <laughs> of Honey Pigs. Patrice Fournays. Dylan Talks Tone. Scientific Uppercut. Kevin Harrington. He's actually from New York, so he's going to hate this more than anything. I, this is terrible. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever done. Barry from Grizz Guitars. I don't know what the why that is. Tom Kelly. Jake Young of the Man the Helm podcast, boy. Pigsy. I said Pigsy. Uh, John O'Neill. Robert Carr. That's Scottish. Uh, yeah. It comes out Scottish. Hunter. I just sound like a, a, mon- no, a monster truck announcer. I don't know where I'm going now. <laughs> Rob Stokes, Il Jabberino, Nick Spino, Sasha Sur, Jay Straton. That's French. Uh, French. That's, that's French. French. Yeah, that's Jay Seth Willie Ford, Harry Post, <laughs> uh, Grumpy Mike, Harvey Pedals, Alison Carroll, Patrick Zella. Anthony Stevens, Chris Brown, Philip Carter of the 40 Watt Podcast, Mark Bauman, Christopher Logan, Jason Engelhard. Bye! You forgot one. You forgot one. Oh. You can't skip that one. It's like a butt gun, but not the same. Bum laser. There you go. I have no idea what happened there, listeners. They put me on the you spot. You went all across the globe. All I over the globe. globe that yeah. With terrible accents. I hope you uh, enjoyed my terrible attempts at no accents at all. I did. I did. Thanks for listening to the Chasing Tone podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com, and I'll personally get your email. To email Blake, simply email info at tonemob.com, and Richard can be reached at richard at wamplerpedals.com. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is to share this podcast with a friend, leave a review and a rating wherever you normally get your podcasts. Also check out Blake's podcast called The Tone Mob and make sure you check out wamplerpedals.com for blogs, videos, and of course, guitar effects. If you'd like to hear the post-podcast conversations and to get even more content, twice the amount of podcast episodes, simply check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash chasing tone podcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.